This is Survivor to Thriver with Chelsea Quint. Thank you for being here. Hello, love, and welcome back to Survivor to Thriver with Chelsea Quint. I'm so excited that you're here, as always. So uh, this week I want to talk to you guys about something that comes up a lot in my work and my life and my own personal practice, which is these things that I refer to as power leaks or energy leaks. And first here, let let me give you the rundown of what we're going to cover in this episode because there's going to be, it's going to be a juicy one. This is, this is one of those ones where you might want to grab a notebook and a pen um, just to, to take some notes as we as we chat. So first I want to talk about what are energy leaks? What are power leaks? Like what, what is this? What is this thing? Why should you care? Why does it affect you? Right? All that good stuff. And then I want to talk to you about how you can actually start diagnosing your own power leaks. And through that, we're going to have a little bit of information about like, what are various ways that you can actually start sealing up these leaks, closing these leaks, doing the damn thing to take your power back. And I'm sharing all of this and actually have a couple of episodes percolating that are going to talk about all of these various concepts of what does it mean to lose your power, to give your power away, and what does it mean to really take your power back. So I am mad crazy excited to be starting with this first one about what's a power leak? Why should you care? How can you start diagnosing them and how can you start closing them up? So grab your notebook, grab whatever you feel called to grab and let's chat. Let's chat. Let's chat. So here's what I have to say about energy leaks, power leaks, all of I was going to say all of that good stuff, but it's not good stuff. It's not fun. Power leaks are not fun. So, okay. From the time we are small children, right? From the time we really kind of when we go to school and then even a little bit before that, we are systematically giving our power away, having our power kind of stripped from us. And In some ways, this is like kind of a, right, we live in a civilized society. There are certain parameters and boundaries around that, like, that dictate our behavior that make for a healthy and productive society, right? So I'm not saying, like, hedonism rules and everyone should do what they want and, like, that's that's not not my philosophy. However, I think the fact that when we look at how in most of our schools, and obviously this is... It's not everywhere if your kids, if you were homeschooled, if you went to a charter school, if you had a private school, like this is not a hundred percent the case in every situation. And I also recognize I am speaking from the place of having grown up in the United States. Like it's, it's different in different places around the world, but generally speaking from the time we are small humans, we start quickly having these demands these structures, these rules placed around our ability to feel our feelings, our ability to express ourselves, our ability to do what we want with our time and our energy, right? 
And this starts in like pre-K, preschool, and even at home where having a temper tantrum is bad, right? Having a temper tantrum as a kid is like, no, and even if we're try talking about like not having a temper tantrum, but just like crying, right? I don't think parents are, we're not, it's not like parents are trying to be repressing their children and saying like, no, don't be angry. But we live in a society that says like, your emotions are too much. It's too intense. You don't have, you, you shouldn't scream when you're in the grocery store. You shouldn't scream in certain places. You shouldn't scream at all. Screaming is bad. Being angry is bad. Throwing things is bad, right? Crying leads to shh, comforting and hushing and, oh, you're okay, which again, in and of itself isn't bad, right? I'm not saying don't console your children, also fully recognizing I'm not a mother. But what I am saying is that from the time we are quite small, we are learning, ooh, there are a very limited number of spaces where it is okay to be fully me, fully expressed, fully feeling my feelings, and that th there are very few spaces where it's like f fully safe and okay to do that. And for some of us, those spaces actually might be non-existent. Just depends on your family system, your all the things, right? And what that leads to is a lot of limiting beliefs, also known as premature cognitive commitments, but a lot of limiting beliefs and parameters that we Right? The, these beliefs and rules and systems that we learned when we were children, eventually we internalize as just the way it is. We internalize and assume that it's normal and expected and a have to, that we just have to work 40 hours a week. We just have to deal with whatever our boss throws at us because we're lucky enough to have a job and so we just have to deal with it. We just have to accept the salary that they give us. We just have to suffer through. I'm not being good at coming up with examples right now, but we have all of these, I have to, it's just the way it is, that's how it works, beliefs, commitments, ideas that were originally just something that like our kindergarten teacher said or the school we went to said this was the rule about when there's time for reading, I don't know, I'm really, my example game is not on point today, you guys. But ultimately, when I talk about power leaks, a lot of what I am talking about is the residual behavior and like behavior rules, parameters, guidelines that you have agreed to and set up for yourself based on past experiences. So your power leaks are the spots where you're acting from old conditioning, old programming, old beliefs that are not in alignment with your goals, your desires, you living as your highest self. That's what your power leaks are. It's essentially your limiting beliefs. Where are you doing something, taking action, operating, believing, thinking, behaving in a certain way that is out of alignment with the way that you want to live, the person you want to be, the things you want to have, the life you want to have, based on your limiting beliefs. All right, <laughs> that was a little, a little heady perhaps. But basically, all I mean is where are there things in your life that are making you feel funky, making you feel drained, making you feel less than, 
things, behaviors, situations, people, those are your power leaks. So let's go into some examples, your power leaks, your energy leaks. Some examples are social media. This is a big one for, I know sure as hell for me. It is sure as hell a big one for me. And I know for many people, especially if you are in the entrepreneurial space, the online entrepreneurial space, social media can be a massive power leak because it starts to, it acts almost as this trigger of, oh, here, look at all of my not enoughness. Look how much, how much more enough this person is than me. Oh my God, she's so much better. He's so much better. Why do they have that person? Oh my God, their wedding pictures are so much prettier than mine. Why does she look better in her wedding dress? Oh, she got that promotion. When is it my turn to get the promotion? Oh my God, I, I was talking to that person. Why'd they sign up with her as their coach instead of me? Why can't, whatever, right? The comparison the spiral into acting as a person, acting in a way that is out of alignment with who you want to be. Because I imagine, especially if you're listening to this podcast, and in general, I don't think anyone, we don't want to be jealous, comparison, judgmental. Like, that doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel expansive. It doesn't feel enjoyable to feel that way, to think that way, to act that way. And you'll notice it leaves you feeling drained. It leaves you feeling worse than when you started. That is the telltale indicator that you have been sitting in something that is a power leak for you. A power leak, an energy leak, they're the same term, same meaning, right? If you notice yourself after an activity, uh, seeing a person, a thing, whatever, feeling like, ugh, heavy and gross and maybe you're tired or you're angry or if you feel contracted after an experience that is a telltale sign that you are engaging in a power leak and that that means that you have a great opportunity to shift it right so one of the things I want you to start thinking about is where are you giving your power away where are you engaging in relationships situations behaviors etc that make you feel contracted, make you act as a lower frequency, a lower expression of yourself, etc. right? And this is not an excuse to like beat yourself up and be like, man, see, look what a piece of shit I am. I have all these power leaks. No, this is not an excuse for more beat yourself up time. This is inventory. We are taking inventory. You are put on your scientist hat and just take inventory of where have I been engaging in activities and relationships and things that make me feel contracted, that are these leaks to my life force energy, my power, my prana, my chi, my whatever you believe in, right? My soul, essence. Where have I been engaging in these things? Because here is the thing. There are about a thousand things. You've heard me say that so many times. Here's one of the things. <laughs> Awareness is the key, the first step, the number one to changing anything. If you are just going through life feeling like, ugh, why don't I have the thing yet? Complain, 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 victim story. I'm doing all the things. I bought the programs, I bought the books, blah, blah, blah. I'm in all the Facebook groups. I'm reading the thing, I'm trying, I do therapy, whatever. If you're the person who's sitting there being like, ugh, why me? I'm trying, I'm doing it, Ugh, why me? 
then you aren't creating the awareness of the pattern and you can't change it because you're just sitting there looking at what you don't have yet. And that lack, that focus on lack, that's a massive power leak, right? Where are you focusing on what you don't have? What situations, triggers, events in your life cause you to focus on what you don't have? Right? Again, that's a power leak. So that's step one. It's taking a look at, and this is both something that you can do sort of removed, like as a practice, right? You could sit down right now or after this episode and sit down and say, okay, where are the areas in life that I do things, I see people, I hang out with people, whatever, and then I feel worse afterward. I feel contracted, I feel tired, I feel bitter and complainy, right? Complainy, that's not a word. What, what are those things? You can sit down and just kind of free write, write it all out, write all the things. And you can also make a commitment right now to just observing, right? Become more, make a commitment to become more conscious, more aware, more attentive to your day-to-day life. So that the next time you are, you catch yourself in the social media scroll and you feel your energy progressively getting more and more like, I'm going down this rabbit hole and I'm gonna click on this next person page and I'm gonna sign up for their freebie so that maybe I can get some inspiration and oh, they launched this program, maybe if I do that, then it'll work. Oh, maybe, like, right? When you catch yourself in these little moments of self-sabotage, of leakiness, of leaky energy, you can pause. And you can break out your journal, you can write it down, you can pause and interrupt the habit, interrupt the cycle in its tracks, right? So write down the list of what your power leaks are. What are the things in your life where you're saying like, oh, I'm not good enough, they're better than me. What are the things that are making you feel contracted, worse, drained after you engage in these patterns, behaviors, relationships, okay? And one kind of sneakier one that I just want you to be aware of is where are you giving your power away to like, to mentors, to mentors, to coaches, to courses, to books, to the industry of personal development in general, right? Where are you giving your power away to those forces? Because this is one I see a lot, right? There's some obvious ones. Social media, your boss, money. Like, where are you saying, like, oh, this is just the way it is and it's just hard for me and I'm powerless, right? But then with personal development and this whole, this whole industry, I see so many patterns of codependency and of creating further power leaks by, say, you... Are feeling frustrated, you're feeling bitter, you want to change, you want to learn how to manifest, you want to heal this thing, you want to be over it, whatever. And so you keep looking at like the next thing. Maybe this course will fix me. Maybe this is going to be the answer. Maybe this is how I'll finally hit six figures or manifest a dream partner or get out of debt or whatever, right? When you constantly approach it as that lack energy of I'm not good enough, I don't have enough, I don't have the answers within me. I need something outside of me, something, someone outside of me to heal, to fix, to change. You're keeping yourself locked in that like victim-y, powerless dynamic. And it's not to say 
don't invest in mentors, like, good God, if you feel called, then absolutely, I would not be where I am today were it not for my teachers, like a million percent. And there are a lot of investments that I made from a place of, oh, maybe I'll be good enough once she gives me this thing. Or maybe if I'm more like her, I learn the way she does things or he does things. Or if I learn about this strategy or this certification or whatever, then maybe I'll be good enough. Then I'll heal myself. Then I'll have the business. Then I'll do this. Then I'll be clear on my purpose, whatever. And from those experiences, I certainly learned a lot. But the biggest thing I learned was that if you approach something from a place of lack and scarcity and powerlessness, you're going to get that reflected back to you. And you just, the shift and transformation that you get out of anything, any investment, time investment, money investment, energy investment, what you get out of it is what you put into it. Which is kind of like a duh, Chelsea, obvious. But it's, it's true. It's true. And so if what you are putting into something is lack, I'm not good enough, I don't know enough, maybe this will fix me. If that's the energy that you are signing up for something with, that you are buying a book with, that you are reading a book with, that you are going into a therapy session with, it's going to be reflected back to you. It's going to be reflected back to you. Until you commit to taking your power to heal, to grow, to learn, to manifest, to create the life that you want, the life that you see other people living, that you're like, oh, I want that. I want the success. I want the love. I want the happiness. Until you recognize that your ability to have that exists within you and you own that and you commit to it and you commit to practicing what you preach and learning the things and learning the self-healing tools and doing it on a daily basis. Until you do that, there are going to be these textures of, why me? When is it my turn? And for me, I think there's an essence of getting sick of your own bullshit. There's this fantastic um, Elizabeth Gilbert, the, the author, quote that I'm not going to be able to quote directly right now, but it says something to the effect of, I don't know anyone who achieved a great transformation or achieved anything great without first getting sick of their own bullshit. It's more eloquent than that, but something to that effect. And yes, it does say bullshit. Something to that effect. And like when the first time I read that, I was like, yes, that is the moment. Honestly, I love that moment. When my clients, and that's how I know, when I get a client who is like, uh, fills out my application or buys one of my courses or whatever, um, who is at that point of like, I have been in this same cycle and I recognize if nothing changes, nothing changes. I've done the, like, I've done the things and I'm ready to really face like my stuff head on. When they get to that point of being sick of their own bullshit, I'm just like, buckle up. You have no idea how fast things are about to change for you. It's like, oh my God, it makes me so happy. So maybe that moment, maybe you get to decide right now that that moment's for you or that this is that moment for you. Are you ready to be sick of your own bullshit? Did you just answer me out loud? If you didn't, 
and you're not like on the train or in public somewhere where people would think you were nutso and committed, answer me out loud. Are you ready to be sick and tired and done with your own bullshit? Are you ready to be done with your power with leaks, with giving away your power to banks and financial institutions and patriarchal bullshit and your employer feeling like you're powerless and you should just be grateful for any job or salary they give you? Like, are you done with giving your power away to your past, to traumas and pain and suffering that happened when you were five and three and an infant and in past lives? Like, are you ready to stop? living based on the past, based on the agreements that you made to yourself, to your parents, to your family system, are you ready to be fucking done? And know that if the answer right now is like, I don't know, I feel quite comfortable with this loop, these patterns, that's okay. That's okay. It is 100% okay. But know that the moment you decide you're done is the moment that your life is going to change faster than, than you could imagine possible. That's it. That's when it happens. And it's really, it's not easy. It is not easy. But it is so simple. It's so simple. All right. <laughs> Riffs on power leaks and all the things. Whew. I'm feeling fiery. All right, friends. So this is how you, what a power leak is, how you identify it, right? What are the things, the situations, people in your life that leave you feeling shittier than you did when you first started, right? Does that make sense? Yes. So that is where you're going to start. And then in and of itself, that might be enough. The awareness of like, ooh, I noticed that every time I do this, experience that, right? Then you might start shifting right away. You might start shifting and avoiding those situations, setting boundaries around yourself, whatever. But here's the, the sort of next level is, okay, you've noticed the things that make you feel crappy. You've noticed your power leaks. You've identified them. The next level is creating a change. And this is a lot of times where having kind of a mentor support system can be helpful because sometimes it's like, how do, I, how do I change, right? And I, when it comes to, there's always, I, I look at this as kind of a three-step process, sort of, this healing process, this rewiring process, right? Where awareness is number one, that's step number one. Step number two is clearing out the charge underneath those patterns, which ultimately all that, it, all that means is emotional healing, right? It means releasing the trapped emotion that give the pattern like charge. And charge, all I mean by that is like, right? If you got on social media and didn't have an underlying belief that caused you pain, Right? If you got on social media and then saw someone who is like more successful than you, right? They have more followers or they have more engagement or they're skinnier or their life looks better or they travel more, whatever, who cares, right? 
But if you got on there and you did not have an underlying pain of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not successful enough, and that's because I'm a trash person or whatever it is for you, right? An underlying pain, shame, grief, guilt, fear, etc. If you didn't have that, then you getting on social media wouldn't be a power leak. Because you'd get on social media and be like, oh, cool, look at that person. They look beautiful. And I know that I'm beautiful too. And what I see in them is a reflection of me and blah, blah, blah. Right? You would come at it from a very different place. Whereas if you do have this underlying like, I'm not good enough. I'm not sure. I don't like myself. If you do have that underlying pain or quote unquote negative emotion, then there's there's going to be some emotional charge, which is what like hijacks you and turns it into a power leak. So this is all I mean. This is the emotional healing aspect is if you have a limiting belief, the thought in and of itself isn't the like problematic thing. The thought becomes powerful, becomes charged when there is an emotion to attach to it. Right? So having the thought of like, oh, that person's better than me. Oh, that person's prettier than me. Oh, that person has a better life than I do. That thought in and of itself, right now, me saying those things, I'm like, I feel, I feel nothing. I don't feel stressed. My heart rate hasn't changed. Like nothing in my body has changed. However, if I spend five minutes looking at someone and comparing myself and saying they're better than me and it shifts me into this headspace of pain because I'm not worthy, because I'm not good enough, because I think I suck. That pain, that grief, that fear, that insecurity is what charges the thought. And so that's when it gets this like vice-like grip on you and shifts you into the contracted space, right? So that's why awareness is number one. Number two is doing some healing practices This is what I teach, especially in my course, Take Your Power Back, which I'm going to have linked in the show notes. But what I teach is self-healing tools to help you release the emotional charge so that to not only release the emotional charge of old stored emotion that's just been living in your body and your nervous system, but also to disconnect the thought from the emotional response. So that eventually that's where tapping comes in 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 large part. You can have the thought and not have the immediate physical emotional reaction come with it. So then you can just have the thought and be like, oh, interesting. That's a thought. But I'm not being hijacked by my emotions and being like, oh, I'm scared. Oh, I'm not good enough. Uh, Oh, shit. Right? Instead, you're just like, oh, that's a thought. Interesting. And you can shift quickly and easily because it's not emotionally charged. So. That's step two. Number one, awareness. Number two, healing, particularly the emotional, clearing out the emotional piece, letting go of the emotion, processing the old emotion from the original wound, from the childhood wound, from whenever you created this limiting belief, as well as kind of disconnecting the thought, right? That's the rewiring part. How do we disconnect the thought from the emotional response, from the triggered response? Then... Once the emotion is gone, the, the thought will likely keep coming back up because it's most of the thoughts that you think every day are the same as the thoughts you thought yesterday and the day before and the day before and the day before. Your brain runs on patterns. It runs on loops. So 
most of the thoughts that you've had before are going to be the same ones. But the thing is, when this thought comes up, when this power leak thought comes up, that's where you have, and it might be the thought and then the behavior, right? You might notice it at different points. But when this thought behavior situation comes up again, now that the emotional underlying pain, shame, fear, guilt, etc. has been cleared out or at least decreased, you can stay in your kind of conscious, higher self, adult healing self mind and notice, oh, the thought comes, came up. I'm doing this old behavior pattern again. I'm doing this thing again. I'm giving away my power and getting into shiny object syndrome of, oh my God, I have to buy this course. This teacher is going to heal me. You'll notice yourself doing it and you can be like, oh, interesting. Do I want to do this? Is it in my, like, alignment with my highest good? Does this feel good? And when you notice the answer is, no, this is silly. This is me, an old wounded pattern. You can shift. And all I mean by shift is decide to stop doing the thing that you're doing and thinking the thing that you're thinking. Which is, again, it's possible in that moment, in this stage three portion, because you have cleared out, softened, decreased the intense emotional charge of the event, of the memory of the behavior, right? Because here's the reality. If you have been operating from a low, uh, from a fear-based place and you have a pattern that's deeply ingrained, that's really old from when you were a little kid, a belief, a pattern, a behavior pattern, whatever, it's like you shift immediately into fight, flight, freeze, defensive, protective mode when the emotion comes up. That's why you get triggered. That's why you lash out and say something angrily. That's why you shut down and don't have words. That's why you immediately get flooded and cry or have to leave or put up your walls. Whatever your defense mechanism is, that's why you do the thing is because the emotional charge is so intense that you shift right into how do I not die right now? And it's not conscious, it's not logical, it's the survival functionality of your brain and your nervous system, your brain and your body. So once you start to decouple that thought behavior situation equals survival mode kind of loop by clearing out the emotion, then you are able to just observe it as almost, and it's just conditioning, you are just conditioning yourself in the same way that the first time you did a push-up or a sun salutation in yoga, or a whatever, a chaturanga, the first time you do anything, it feels weird. Feel, you're, it's clunky and awkward. The first time you play piano, the first time you have sex, the first time, like, whatever, you chop a vegetable. Um, it's an interesting series of behaviors that my brain just associated. Um, the first time you do anything, it feels clunky and it feels weird. But the more you do it, the more natural it becomes, the more second nature it becomes. And then by the time it becomes second nature, it becomes a habit, you can do it subconsciously. You delegate it so that your subconscious can drive you to work without you consciously having to think about press the gas, do this, brake. If you drive stick shift like me, shift the clutch, engage the clutch, shift, next to shift, whatever, down neutral. <laughs> See, my brain can't even like... It's so subconscious at this point, my brain can't even formulate the words as quickly as I do the behaviors. That's the same thing of the reprogramming of moment by moment, you shifting to do a different behavior. Instead of shutting down, instead of running away, instead of crying, instead of this, you, once you've cleared out the emotional charge, 
get to stay present and conscious and not just be at the mercy of your old trauma, your old trigger, your old story, this old power leak. And you get to take your power to react, to show up, to act in a way that feels good to you. In a way that sets your own boundaries, in a way that honors your own truth, in a way that is in alignment with the life and the person that you want to be and live. And that's just a really magnificent place to to play. So here's what I want you to do. If you have not already, your, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is write down the list of all the places where you are giving your power away. Where are your power leaks, right? With technology, with your phone, with your partner or relationships or the people you're dating or the people you're not dating or dating apps, right? Where in your love life, your friendships, your relationships are you giving your power away? Where in your job, your career, whatever your work situation is? I mentioned technology already, but also like the internet, social media, email, like where their power leak, where's their leakiness there? What about your financial situation, right? Having a stack of bills piling up or unpaid tickets or you're not even really sure what they are, but they're from your bank and you just haven't opened them because you're stressed and you don't really know or whatever. Having a stack of um, unopened financial mail is a power leak. Because you know there's some tiny portion of your brain that is kind of always aware of it and always a little low-key stressed about it, but not enough to look at it and definitely not enough to open Oh, no. And not enough to actively think about it. But that, those little things, that's a power leak. What about all of the unanswered emails or text messages that you have to get back to? What about the, like, cleaning your apartment? If there's a bag of clothes that you have that you've been meaning to donate or take to Goodwill or things you want to sell on eBay or uh, laundry piling up, whatever it is, right? We all have these little things that in and of themselves, they're not, they're not bad. They don't make you a bad person. Like, no, but they do leak away at your power, your energy, your attention, your focus and create this general sense of like, something's not quite right. I'm not quite able to relax and rest ever which keeps you stuck in survival mode. It keeps you in fight, flight, freeze. This low-key level of fight, flight, freeze. And from that place, your intuition like doesn't stand a fighting chance. Your body and energy, uh, your body and energy fields and nervous system's ability to heal itself, which it does if you let it, is severely, severely mitigated. Your ability to fully rest, to get good sleep, to lose weight, to feel happy, to produce the dopamine and serotonin and other happiness hormones that you need is severely mitigated, is severely limited when you keep yourself in that place. And it contributes to you feeling powerless, which creates more situations of powerlessness, which creates more financial insecurity, more insecurity in your relationships, less fulfillment with your work, less fulfillment with yourself, your love, like all the things. Things can either, there, there is a snowball effect in your energetics and your quality of life. Either way, no matter what, there is a snowball effect. If your life is in general leaky, less power, feeling victim-y, negative focus, lack focus, all the things, 
there will be a snowball effect of more and more and more and more and more. More lack, more not enoughness, more fear, more insecurity, more scarcity, blah, blah, blah. If, however, you choose consciously to shift into more power, more of your power, more of owning your creative power, more of owning the fact that you are creating your life, more of you being an active, per- active participant, an active creator of your life, then you get the snowball effect in the positive direction. And that's in all areas. Energetically it happens, neurochemically it happens, in your physical body it happens, you lose weight. People start saying, oh my God, did you, like, are you using new skincare? You're glowing. Seriously, guys, it blows me away how quickly, if I am like off for a little bit and then I get back on to my practices and the things I know keep me in alignment, people with like within a day be like, you're glowing. What do you look, why do you look like that? What are you doing? I'm like, dude, I am just basically meditating and journaling and taking time to be the creator of my life to do the things and to do the things that I know to do and practice what I preach and practice what I teach. So get clear on where you are leaking your power, who, what, where are you giving your power away? What are all of those leaks? And then start to set boundaries around them with yourself, right? Notice them moment by moment, shift, take the time to go through some of my practices. If you want to join the Take Your Power Back course where you can learn all the self-healing tools that I teach to do this rewiring, to do that second step, absolutely. The link is in the show notes. You can join us. Or learn your, use your own self-healing tools. There's so many resources out there. You can absolutely trust yourself to be guided to your next step, your right next step. Do the healing, do the emotional release, do the mental reprogramming moment by moment, choosing a different way of being, thinking, behaving, and watch, see how you feel, see how it goes. As always, thank you for being here and for listening. And if you are enjoying what I do with the podcast, if you are getting something out of this, please help me out. Whether that be by sharing on social media, tag me if you do, please share this in your Instagram stories or on Facebook and tag me so I can see and thank you and celebrate you. Or sending me a direct message anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, about how this has impacted you, sending it to your friends, and or leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All of that is massively helpful in helping me share this content, this message, all of this work with as many people as possible. So whatever you feel called to share, wherever you feel called to share, please do. If you have any questions, any thoughts, any ideas of things that you want to hear on the podcast, please let me know as well. Sending you so very much love from New York City. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Survivor to Thriver with Chelsea Quint. I am so grateful that you did. Please go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast now if you're not already subscribed. And go ahead and share this episode, especially if it resonated with you. Share it across social media or with someone who you know would benefit. 
Stay tuned for more episodes as well as guided practices every single week. And as always, let me know what you think by following me on Instagram at chelsea.quint or sending in a voice note so that you can get some guidance, some feedback, and some insight on one of the next episodes. Have a great rest of your day. I'm sending you so much love.